What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Process Podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Witkowski, and I am finally joined again by my best friend and co-host, Nick Veronica. And Nick, we have a interesting slash special slash, um, uh, what do you want to call it? Like detective work that we've been working yes, on. This is like the, the, the mass singer meets Sabres Twitter meets <laughs> the podcast. Like it's, we, we, all right. If, the man uh, of mystery. If, the man of mystery here. If, if you don't know, if you're not on Sabres Twitter, which is a dark place, which I would understand if you were not wanted to stay away from. Uh, I, during the Sabres losing streak, one of the interesting factors on Twitter here was that an account popped up called Justin G. Sabres. And uh, Justin G. Sabres is on with us. So thank you for joining the show. Thank you for taking the time. No, absolutely. I appreciate you guys having me on for sure. All right. First so time call. First time call. <laughs> long time listener. Long, long time. Long. To say that. I was gonna. <laughs> I was gonna say long time tweeter, but you actually have not been a long time tweeter on this account. So let's yeah. uh, let's go through the background just in case anybody doesn't doesn't know. So the Sabers are on you know this massive losing streak. Uh, Ralph Kruger's coming under more fire. Uh, February rolls around mid February, and you know, this account pops up, and. You know, you, you can tell us the, the story later, but just to lay out the background here. Uh, February 19th is your first tweet. You start basically just, just replying to to Bill's, um, no, I'm sorry, not Bill's, just Buffalo media members who are tweeting about the Sabres, and you are replying almost exclusively to negative comments about Ralph Kruger. You got one to Jerry Sullivan, one to Mike Harrington, to Jeremy White, to, you know, Sabres media, basically. And enough people are on Twitter following this where they kind of notice these these trends that keep coming up. And it's and it's not just like, you know, a dumb comment, like, you know, thousands of people out there making dumb comments. These are like extreme defense of Ralph Kruger sort of comments, which is just funny. And the name you picked for your account is Justin G. Sabres. And your name is Justin Gibbons. Um, which if, if you don't know, Ralph Kruger's wife uh, has a hyphenated last name. She's Gibbons Kruger, I believe. So, and, and he has a son and they have a son named Justin. So if you, if you're trying to connect the dots here, you're like, wow, this account is the name of the, the coach's son, most likely like super defending of, of the coach. Uh, and then the, the rumors started flying. Is this the coach's burner account? And that would be a little ridiculous if if some of the things that you have tweeted were actually from the coach like just you know that defensive of the player or of the coach and blaming some of the things on the players uh i mean almost every tweet here right is defending kruger pretty much uh yeah there was like pretty much every single tweet was either defending kruger or like calling out jeff skinner on one or two i was just just kind of putting myself in the shoes if I was Ralph mm. Kruger. What, what would he do on Twitter? <laughs> what would Ralph do on Twitter besides not know how to tweet, I guess? <laughs> um, so eventually, um, and it's at some point, like people were trying to put the dots together, and then you tweeted, I'm just going to read it here, from March 10th. I apologize for any confusion, but I am certainly not Ralph Kruger, just a lifelong loyal member of the passionate fan base. On that note, Please stop trying to bully him and his family. They do not deserve this from the best fans in the world. Keep believing! Exclamation point. Go Sabers! Exclamation point. Which, which is like okay. At, at sure, that point, exactly at that point what, went 
when I saw that tweet, I, I called Nick up and I'm like, this is exactly what Ralph Kruger was saying. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I, I'm definitely not a cop here. Like that, that, that was the vibe of this tweet basically. So, so you, yeah. it, was like, it was like a denial. And then your next tweet a day later, somebody's like, this has to be a burger. And you said, I already said, I am not Ralph. I don't care what you think about the team. It was, it was just like, that's exactly what you would say, Ralph. <laughs> yes. yes. So that, that's sort of how the legend took off here. But uh you are, I mean, your name could be Justin. I don't know. And uh, I think our viewers know we record this on video and just take the audio. You are keeping your camera turned off even. Uh, would you Would you care now that the, the, you know, the jig is up? Do you care to unmask yourself? I mean, I'll give you a first name. I could give you a whole name. My name is Wesley. So, yeah. All right, Leslie. Well, thank Wesley, you. For- Wesley with the W. Wesley. Wesley, I'm sorry. I had a I had a high school baseball coach who was Leslie. I misheard you there. I'm sorry nah, about that. Wesley. Um, oh well, thanks for joining us, Wesley. Why don't you just tell us a little bit about setting up uh, a fake burner account and just kind of what was going going through the mind of a of a Sabres fan who was compelled to do this? We're interested. Yeah, so absolutely. I mean, if we really wanted to go back, I mean, the second we do. Ralph, well, the second Ralph Kruger was hired. I was so unbelievably skeptical of this guy. There's a couple things. First, I'm actually an English Premier League fan, so I knew about him from, like, Southampton. Mm -hmm. Like, Southampton, like, historically, like, middle of the table, lower the table club. And, like, every every Southampton fan would hate on this guy, like, in the years leading up to him getting hired by the Sabres. And so then, obviously, (laughs) when he gets hired, it's, like, so, like, peculiar. Like, how many NHL teams fire, like, or hire, excuse me, a former, like his last job is a Premier League soccer uh, president. Like how many hockey teams do that? One team does that, and that's the Buffalo Sabres for sure. (laughs) So I'm skeptical of this guy since day one, and then we go through, like not this year, but last year, which is obviously like just another one of the the 10 straight missing the playoff seasons that the Sabres have. And then it comes around to like February this time. And I believe it was either, I can't remember if it was the first game before, it was the first game after, like the Sabres all got COVID. And I'm like, you know what? I'm sick of this guy. Like, I really do not want him coaching the Sabres. And as a fan, I don't have a lot of pull myself, but what can I do? So, you know, <laughs> so obviously that's where it started. And obviously, you can tell with the tweets. It's like, I'm a fan. I watch all the press conferences and stuff like that. I like literally start analyzing how this dude's speaking, what he's talking about. And from there, I concocted all the tweets. And then, uh, funny, uh, believe it or not, there was actually, I have no followers until one certain point. I was only uh, I was only replying at like actual media members. And then there was like one fan account. I can't remember the name or I give him a shout out. And once I did, he's like, oh, my God, is this a Ralph Kruger burner account? Is this his actual burner? And he's like, oh, my God, I really think I found it. And from that, there was, there was thousands of engagements. I gained 200 followers in the course of maybe six hours. And I'm like, here we go. Here starts the wild ride that is Justin G. Sabres. Yeah, there was the post on one of the blogs. Was it Saber Space? Maybe like, is this the coach's burner account? And the guy was going pretty deep, pretty deep into it. Uh, just what what lengths did you go to to make this look real? I mean, to be honest with you, it's like a lot of the fans uh, replied to me and they said, "Oh, like he's done like so much work. This is like crazy. This is insane." 
and it, it really wasn't that much work. It was a simple Wikipedia page that I actually just obviously figured out his son's name, his wife's last name, and all of that stuff. And then I actually got inspired. Um, Matt Patricia, the former coach of the Lions, somebody, <laughs> somebody had a Twitter account. It was Eddie P. Lions fan. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to do the same exact thing for Ralph Kruger. <laughs> That's that's where this all started from. No, I, I I looked into this a little bit, you know, before before Ralph was fired, because I was like, if, if Ralph really did have a burner where he was like blaming things on the players, that would be like the most incredible story ever. So I, I started digging around a little bit. Uh, you even created a fake Gmail account for the Twitter account. Is that true? Yeah, that is true. Not one email <laughs> sent or received. <laughs> Wow. Not wow. not from lack of trying, I might add. But uh no, no. so I mean you sunk a ton of time into this. No, I, I I honestly was not a lot of time. The whole Twitter account took maybe like 15 minutes to set up with the fake email. And every tweet is obviously like, look how many Sabres fans tweet horrifying things after every single game. I'm tweeting once at like once every four or five mm -hmm. days. I don't know. It didn't seem like a lot of work to me, honestly, but it was definitely I, a lot of planning, I would say. I will say, like, there was some bad losses along the way on this losing streak where I was looking forward to seeing what you were going to say. And I, and I, I, I will give you a lot of credit here. I love how you never tweeted mid-game. Oh, absolutely. It was all. You had, everything you had was people, so meticulous. I, remember, was so I, meticulous. I, I even saw a tweet. Someone, someone tweeted at you or tweeted in, like, a conversation about you. It was like, yeah, if you're if you're not Ralph Kruger, then tweet mid game. Don't just tweet after the games. And I'm like, oh man, okay, okay. I and, mean, uh, you know, flags went up. Yeah, I mean, it definitely is like tweeting during one of the games would have just obviously been like a dead giveaway. So I was always mm -hmm. sure to make sure it was either the not the following morning, like, or it would have been like eleven, twelve, or eleven or midnight, something like that. I actually looked up. Uh, like what the NHL coaches like schedules were like during game days and off days to figure out what times they weren't with media, weren't wow. with the team just to figure it out. So. Wow. So you, you, you really did a lot of research. I mean, so maybe set up the Twitter profile itself didn't take a lot of work. Yeah. Like all the research behind it, there was a mm -hmm. lot of work that went into yeah, it. Was definitely, it. Yeah, I was definitely analyzing it quite a bit, honestly thinking about it a ton, just trying to make it seem mm -hmm. as real as possible. And crazy. to be honest with you, this like everything that happened could not have played out better. Like the way, <laughs> like the way that the losing streak coincided with like the Twitter account. Like I could not have asked for that when I started it. But and I mean, even even so, like once like uh, the Twitter account got revealed, he was fired like two or three games later. So did I have an effect on it? Who knows. <laughs> <laughs> nah, we, we gotta ask it because you say that you started this account to get ralph fired and you tweeted the same uh later on w what is the mindset of tweeting overly defensive things about the coach hoping to get him fired like how did how did that play out in your head i mean like yeah yes maybe it would not have like led directly to him getting fired but just like the thought of this like uh like 67 year old guy like trying to coach his hockey team, failing miserably, and then his next step of action is going on to Twitter, trying to defend himself against these sports writers mm -hmm. that he talks to every day. 
Okay, so so you're saying you you hope to get him fired by hoping people would think this was his account. Yeah, I mean, just something like that. I mean, not like like obviously, like him getting fired was my end goal, my end all be all. But I mean, at the very end of it, I had more fun doing this Twitter account than I have had watching the Sabres <laughs> all year. And that is an absolute fact. Wow. But uh, what would you have felt if they fired the coach and they just just happened to say, yeah, he, he had some burner account and, and it was actually because of you? Would oh, you have man. felt bad? No, I would not have felt bad. I would have, I would have, been, I would have been proud, honestly. Hey, I don't blame you. I mean, I at that point, for as bad as they were, I would have been like, yeah, I'm the guy that got Ralph Kruger fired because everyone thought that I was him on yeah. Twitter. Like, that, that's a great story. I mean, I was just, I was honestly, I was praying every single day, like after like it got revealed that like one media member would have just even asked him like a single question about it. Just <laughs> I mean, so I'm not going to lie. John Warrow follows you on Twitter. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I was convinced that John was going to be the one crazy enough to ask him like about his Twitter account. Oh, and I had it all played out in my head too that like if he did get asked about this Twitter account, he's gonna be like, "What do you? What is like? What do you mean? I'm not doing a fake Twitter account." Like whatever he said was gonna sound was gonna sound like he's doing it. You know what I mean? Like he was 100 awesome. responsible. That's great. <laughs> did you tell anyone you were doing this? A girlfriend, friends, buddies, anybody? Or was it just uh, Fort Knox? So, so what actually happened was uh, it was just me and my one buddy, and we were kind of like, we kind of had the idea of it. I was like the one really going through with it. And then like, we're actually in a group message with like our two other friends. And so we like use them as like a control group. So like once we kind of like had the Twitter account going, we like just released it in like the group chat. We're like, yo, is this like Ralph Kruger's burner account? Did we find it? And they were so sold on it. And once we knew that, like, our friends were sold, they're like, oh, this is absolutely going to work once somebody uncovers that. Well, and, and I think the other thing, too, that that can't go unnoticed is your strategic uh, account following and the accounts that you specifically followed. Because um, I love the fact how you followed Southampton and then you seem to unfollow them, like, as people started getting suspicious. And I'm like, and I, I remember I texted Nick this. I'm like, you know, he would unfollow Southampton to be like, no, no, like it's not me. Like I'm not Ralph. Like I'm gonna unfollow them so that people think that I'm not him. Who want to come on and look at who I'm following and all this? And I'm like, that's a solid. That that's got to be him. Like I know he was following. Now he's not. That's got to be Ralph. I I will admit there were days where you had me fooled, and there was days that I thought that there's no way. <laughs> no I mean that that's honestly the course of this whole thing was that there was like there was certain people you can look through like the tweets there's certain accounts that are so so adamant that this is Ralph Kruger even to like the end of it where I, I wrote like it in my iPhone notes I honestly like gave it up and told him like oh this is all to get Ralph fired and there's still people in the replies okay Ralph okay Ralph <laughs> oh sure God. thing Ralph so I mean I yeah at the very end, it's like I told people this was not Ralph Kruger, but they wanted to believe this was Ralph Kruger so bad that they'd go down any length to believe it themselves. Yeah, did, that's funny. did you did you in all honesty, like when you went into this, did you like sit down and say, Okay, this is when I'm going to say that I'm not Ralph, or like, you know, what what kind of led you 
to come out multiple times and say, look, I'm not Ralph, but yet continue to defend him as, as, as you were. I, I mean, like I said, I, I, I was fooled so many times through this whole process. Like I'm, I'm, I'm very gullible as it is. So it doesn't take yeah. much. But so, like, you, you, yeah, you, you, you did a good job. Like I got to give you a, you know, hey, you did a good job on this. I mean, so there's like certain aspects that we kind of talked about, like not tweeting during the games, like following Southampton. I even at like one point, like tweeted at like, it was like a, a rival, like Premier League clubs, like fan account that said, oh, Southampton's so bad that I follow on like my actual Twitter account. And I'm like, oh, like Ralph would reply to this. I'm like, oh, like you don't understand the culture of like Southampton. Like if you understood it, like, and the, you understood the culture of the club and the players, you feel differently. And so like then I see that on my personal account, tweet that on the Ralph Kruger account. And it was all, everything honestly kind of, I kind of just like played it by win to be truthful with you. I had like certain like, standards, I guess you call it, that I knew I was going to follow. But every single tweet was honestly spur of the moment. I had no like overarching plan to admit it was Ralph Kruger. The only the thing I was most nervous about that he was going to get fired before this was actually all unveiled. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I could see where you know. Then on your side, it's like, wait, hold on, <laughs> you know. Uh, <laughs> But uh, like I said, you you did a good job of fooling me. I know when when we reached out to you on one of your uh, tweets and said like, "Hey, why don't you come on the pot on the podcast and and talk about it?" We had a few messages in our DM shortly thereafter. Like, did you get him to come on? Is he coming on? Is he coming? Like, just just alone, just tweeting you alone. Our followers, we probably got like twenty oh, to thirty followers just from tweeting at you alone. You think of that people who want to know if you were coming on? Yeah. Just like, I mean, just knowing like the toxicity of like Sabres Twitter, that's like, I have to thank all every Sabres Twitter account that follows, follows this, follows you guys, all that, because without them, this would not have been possible. <laughs> no, it was, it was a job well done. Like you, you, you fooled a lot of people, a lot thank of people. You. Thank so, you. I got to ask you. So after, after Kruger gets fired, you continued tweeting as if you're, you're Ralph though, right? I uh, yeah for a, for a little bit that was just kind of it was just it was spur of the moment obviously I couldn't plan he was gonna get fired that day or anything mm-hmm. like that so I'm like obviously I knew it was gonna go to like a certain extent and I'm like obviously you could see like the engagements like die out to a point and like obviously more or less now it's just it's just as what it is now it's all history yeah so after right after Kruger gets fired you tweet mission accomplished Sabres fans. <laughs> <laughs> The, the, the next day, the Sabres lose again. You tweet, sad, cruel, twisted fan base. <laughs> what went into that tweet? So, I mean, like, what really happened was this was like, I used Justin's name and Gibbons, obviously because of his wife, but it was never intended to, like, I was never intended to be his, like, son or whatever. But it seemed at a certain point, it was at least like 50, 50 people thought it was Ralph or people thought it was like Justin. So it almost thought like, yeah. oh, I mean, like that'd be kind of something like if I was like the son of a coach and they just ran him out of town like this, <laughs> I mean, where he more or less ran himself mm-hmm. out of town. But I was like, what would he say about him? Like, okay, these sad, cruel, <laughs> twisted fans. <laughs> right, two, day, two days later, they lose again and you tweet, the coach must have been the problem. <laughs> <laughs> and someone replies to it. And I'm going to, uh, warning for the language here. Someone replies to your tweet and says, 
dude, stop fucking whining on the internet about your dad. Jesus Christ, your whole family is trash. <laughs> like this dude was mad. <laughs> what does you had to be you had to be dying when you saw that tweet come in? Oh my god. Every single tweet that was like that. Because that was that's far far from the uh the outliers. That was becoming the normal people just tweeting like that for the one i remember that one specifically i was rolling on the floor i could not believe it i i love your reply to that well you know enjoy enjoy the worst fan base in the entire nhl <laughs> and the guy tweets back at you and he goes a true fan wouldn't give up on their team so clearly you aren't one your dad is a shit coach and you're a shit person shows how oh dedicated gosh. the cruiser family really is trash family <laughs> Like okay, if if this if you had it's a me dark fooled, place on Sabres Twitter, you had Absolutely. this guy fooled way harder than you had me fooled. Mm-hmm. There's oh my gosh, again as I said before, you could like you can look at every single tweet. There's some guys you could tell are absolutely that hook, line, and sinker to it. You knew I was gonna, I knew I was gonna tweet, and I knew that they would give me a response to it. I couldn't believe it. You, like I said, you did a very good job <laughs> thinking this out. I think even even when you put out the tweet on March twentieth, saying, uh, "Well, this is all this is all fun, uh, fun few weeks, everyone." But it's time to admit that I'm not Ralph or Justin Kruger. I initially started this account in hopes that will lead to Ralph Kruger getting fired. Uh, I was tired of seeing this franchise being run by uh, incompetency and tried to influence it myself the best I could. What a ride. And the amount of people that still said, okay, Ralph, and then <laughs> the, guy, the guy who who went after you a couple of the, days before responds and says, post a picture of you with today's paper. We need proof that you're <laughs> not Ralph now. I thought, I thought all that so funny. Like they, like I, I'm literally everything you could everything I said there you could tell is like truthful coming out of me all genuine on that specific tweet where I'm like I am not Ralph Kruger I was just trying to get him fired all factual and these people mm-hmm. wanted to believe this was Ralph Kruger to any extent possible I I mean it just it couldn't have played out any better obviously like the losing streak coinciding with this was just like absolute marvelous timing it, like this could not like these circumstances could not have happened like. If you like, like you couldn't even plan it out for this to happen like this, but no, no, you really couldn't have. And you know, you like I said, you had. I, I think it was strategically done. You did a good job of responding <laughs> to the right people when you had to. You had a few media. You actually at at one point too had a few other media guys following you too, which kind of started to raise my eyebrows a little bit too. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> like Jerry's following him. This one's following him. Like oh. they gotta all be suspicious too. Like I'm, I'm not the only one thinking this. Then I dragged was, Nick into my whole conspiracy theory yeah. for a little bit. So it, it was funny because like uh, I talk about like the one moment where like all came down or all came out that like oh this could be a Ralph Kruger burner account, and I'm literally like I'm hanging at my buddy's house who like we like talked about this and planned it with, and we're just going through all the tweets and they're coming in by the second. And we're just dying laughing at every single response. And like people are going deep into like deep in like my original tweets, like replying to stuff. It's like, it's like, oh, like why are you why are you talking about like um Jeff Skinner? Are, are you Ralph Kruger? And it's like, um can't even explain it. I saw I gotta I gotta tell you here, uh Wes, like like I'm just 
I think it's hilarious, like the depths this team has sunk to. Like this could only happen to a tortured fan base. Like if your team is just bad randomly one year, like people are not going to to this length. Um, so I would, I'm just curious, you as a fan, you are a lifelong Sabres fan. You told us like to just explain how bad things are for Sabres fans right now. I mean. Like we're on the precipice of setting the NHL record for missed playoff or missed playoff appearances in a row. Which, I mean, if you were to tell me that, like coming off the Danny Breer, Chris Jury era, I mean, I'd call you a liar. And in that time, we're talking about what we got like two second overall picks and like Eichel and Reinhardt, or was Reinhardt first round? I can't remember. Or first overall, and then Darlene first overall. And this team is still just absolutely abysmal. And the worst part about it is, like, at this current moment, it, like, doesn't even seem like there's really any hope out of it. Like, this whole season has been an absolute, like, circus from, like, we get COVID, we go on this losing streak. In the midst of this losing streak, our head coach and assistant coach get COVID or get contact tracing again, and our GM is behind the bench. Like, is that, like it sounds so ludicrous to say out loud. Like, I couldn't even – can't even believe this team anymore. And I mean, it's really sad because like, I know I've obviously said like, Oh, you guys are like a sad toasted fan base, but as a part of myself, we're really the best fan base in sports. And you could tell that like, we're the same. We're like the same as we're obviously all the Sabres fans are all Bills fans too. And like, when you get a team that's actually competent and doing the right things and like winning a few games, like we're not asking to go get like 80, 90 points a year. We're asking to be like competitive. I mean, it's just, it's sad when we're going on 17 uh, game losing streaks with like not even coming close to a win. So let me ask you this then as a fan, who do you point the finger at with how bad this team is? Was it on coaching? Is it on the players? Is it on ownership? That's, Quite the question, honestly. It's I mean, I, I feel like it's hard not to not to blame a little bit everybody to be truthful with you. I mean, initially I think Kruger was not the coach for player development, particularly. You can see that obviously with like Darlene, where people thought he was like Darlene was like not great on, uh, with his one year under Housley, but everything he's done under Kruger has been like uh, worse and worse and worse. I mean, and then, like, ownership, clearly people have problems with Terry and Kim. You can go back to last year. We're talking about fake fake jerseys for, like, our um, was it 50th anniversary. You got names spelled wrong, absolute circus. And, I mean, I mean, how can you not blame it somewhat on the players as well when you got Akposo consistently being on this team? You got Skinner getting paid – an unbelievable sum of money for his production. I mean, it's just not, not a lot right with it, I guess. Would you consider going in person to any of the Sabres games where they're going to have fans coming up? Uh, This year? uh, Absolutely not. I I wouldn't dare get COVID testing and pay for an actual (laughs) ticket to this game, which I mean, I mean like what, like buying a ticket to this game is, you know, they're going to lose by at least one goal, maybe two, probably three. Would so so you wouldn't even go if uh, you know if 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 you had 
you know, someone gave you a ticket and said, all you have to do is go get a COVID test, would you go? Uh, no, I have much better things to do with my nights and go to Washington play. You know, I, I, I tell Nick this all the time. I, I live in Georgia, so I, you know, I buy the package and I, I bought the package for years. I've lived out of, out of state for a long time. So, you know, li- living away from the team, I'm not able to watch them, you know, locally. So I buy the package. Some nights there, it's just because it's the only thing on TV. But like, I was invested in this team even through this losing streak because i'm like all right at some point they gotta freaking win one i mean i thought i was feeling the same way honestly because i i try to watch every single game most years this year was like started out no different i mean but we were just getting to a point where it's, it's not even that we're losing games on a losing streak is we just play bad hockey and it's like you watch other teams play and they're skating circles around us passing between us and we can't even lay a finger on them like it was a series um like the two games we just had against like pittsburgh recently i was just watching and i'm like oh my god if i could if i was a pittsburgh fan i'm I'm at least watching like really good exciting hockey but we're we're just what dumping chase for the third straight year fourth straight year could you imagine being a Flyers fan and losing to this team as bad as they oh did? Oh my god! Oh my gosh! I thought that, especially after that first game where they were down yeah. three going into the third period, yeah. somehow claw right back into it, and then yeah. the fo- following night you end up getting absolutely—not even—not do they lose, but they get absolutely blown out as well. I feel like that was a very Sabersy thing for Philadelphia to do. Like that's something they should expect <laughs> Buffalo when they were good to do. Oh, and even like thinking about this whole streak and this whole season, and going past this season until every year past, like the most embarrassing part. But one of the most embarrassing parts about this to me is that we're doing all this losing against consistently playing backup goalies. <laughs> Like, how is that possible? We're having, guys are making their first career start and putting up, like, oh, they let, allow one goal on, like, 22 shots. And it's like, I mean, if this guy's making his first career start, absolutely pepper him. But it's not, the, not what the Sabres do. Yeah. All right, Wesley, thank you again for taking the time here. Before we let you go, i got one more question for you. If this podcast were to get in front of Kim or Terry Pagula, what would you want to say to them? Kim and Terry, I do have to thank you for the Buffalo Bills. You have done a great job with that franchise. But with the Buffalo Sabres, you have only contributed to this train wreck. Please, please do everything in your power to somehow right the wrongdoings you have done to this fan base. We deserve so much more. We don't don't need a Stanley Cup. We just need to make the playoffs next year. Please, anything possible you can do, please do it. All right. Thank you so much. Anything else you want the people to know or anything else you learned about this process? No, that's it for for me, I think. All right. He's he's on Twitter, at Justin. Are you going to keep tweeting, Justin, at Justin G. Sayers? I haven't haven't decided yet. We're going to have to see what the people want, I guess. So, so, so just don't be fooled by the next burner that comes out is what I'm hearing. <laughs> and we can, we know all the signs now. We can snoop it out. Oh yeah. I do. The second it comes out, you'll, you'll, you'll make a new one. I'll be sending you. Is yeah. But appreciate it, man. Oh man, guys. Yeah. Really nice talking to you. It was a lot of fun. All right. Hey, have a good nice night. Fun. Yeah. You too guys. Bye. Bye.
All right, Charlie. Oh, man. <laughs> that was a great interview. I loved it. <laughs> that that was fun, man. He, uh, you could tell he was real passionate about what he was doing, which is yeah, is nice to hear nowadays. Um, yeah, you ever, did, you, did you ever watch the movie Almost Famous? Yeah, yeah. All of right. Course. So there's a scene where where they the guy gets mad and he runs away from the band and there, uh, and and he just meets a kid and he's just like, we're just real. I forget i'm forgetting it was oklahoma or canada whatever mm-hmm. like we're just real people looking at it. like that that was real that was just a fan who's been tormented by this team the sabers he was right with that stat if they go 10 years without making the playoffs that will set or match the nhl record 10 years without making the playoffs in a league where half the team half the league or more has makes mm-hmm. the playoffs mm-hmm. um like like this is a tormented fan base and that was just a really real snippet of it and i loved it you know it's always nice to hear because um i have my moments sometimes when i look at the sabers and i still feel like they're not at least on paper right like they're not a bad team on paper they're just for some (laughs) reason not good on the ice and how much of that is on coaching or whatever you know i i like how he said look it's on all three you know, the coaching only do so much, and there's only so much Ross going to do coming from what he was doing with Southampton and what he was doing, um, you know, before coaching the, the Swiss team. Was it the Swiss team or the European team, uh, the World Cup of Hockey? Um, yeah, European sounds yeah. right. Yeah, I think that was it. Um, you know, and, and even what the owners are doing, I still – you know, and pointing the finger more so at the owners for where we where we sit. Um, and if Wesley's listening to this uh, now, I hope he uh, makes like a Terrier Kim burner account. <laughs> uh, come on, uh, well, Kim has a real account, and we know Terry would know how to use it. That's true. That's true. Terry's still on the flip phone thing. So, but in, in all, he honesty, got a, he, he got he got an iPhone, I think. Uh, Kelly. Oh, that's right. That's right. He because he, he recorded the video of Trey White in the snow this mm-hmm. year on the iPhone. That's right. His first right. video. Um, but I look, man. I, at, at the end of the day, it's nice to see a fan at least having some fun with all this because because all you can do with this team right now is laugh. Right. Yeah. We saw. We you know was it two three years ago now that we had the guy called into GR and like lost his composure on the air and started breaking down a little bit and then Wayne. he sort. Yeah, sort of got like a little famous from that. Like, we're, like we're we're spiraling deeper into a deeper mm-hmm. level of uh, I don't want to say hell, but uh, just where it's going that way. Despair, I guess. It's, you know, it's we're as close to hockey hell as you could be. Uh, remember when it was supposed to be hockey heaven? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Buffalo was supposed to be hockey heaven. Remember when the sole purpose of existence was to win a Stanley Cup? Yeah, remember I that? Mean, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. like. Dante had his levels of hell. Like, like we are, wherever we thought we were when we had uh, the caller in the GR, we're like, we're even lower than that now. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, I'm not one to call into a radio station and yell and complain. I mean, that's what I have you in this podcast for, Nick. <laughs> but, you know, at the end of the day, like something's got to change over there. I'll be curious to see what they do at the trade deadline. Um, you know, I, I I tweeted this week that moving a guy like Brandon Montour I think would be detrimental to them. I like Brandon Montour. I've always liked him. Uh, I think coaching's kind of been an issue with him in Buffalo. Um, but if they can keep him around and go get a good coach to, to 
you know, get him back on the right track. I, I look, I'm all for it. I think the kid's got a lot of talent. Um, but I, I'll be curious to see what they do because outside of Eichel, Opozo, and Skinner, they have a and and Darlene for the most part, but they have a lot of moving parts. Technically, Darlene's contract's up at the end of this year. He's an RFA. Yeah, he I mean, fine offer. I mean, what do you do with him? He hasn't been. I a know. First you, overall, you gotta, play, you gotta keep him. I like. I just every game Taylor Hall like takes a weird hit. Like Taylor Hall, by the way, gets hit in the face more than any player I've ever. Seen. Like I just feel bad for Taylor Hall. This dude takes a puck in the face like every other game. I feel like mm-hmm. just I I cringe every time he like gets hit funny. And I'm like the one guy with trade value. Like please do not get him hurt. Like that that's right. that's pretty much it. Um, I personally I was a little sad when they they finally won a game because the losing streak was just the most interesting thing happening with this team and like the, the game before they ended the streak, they gave up, they blew a three goal lead in the third period and then lost in overtime. And mm-hmm. like the outcome was, was pathetic, but I was entertained. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it was an entertainment. Were you entertained? That, yeah. Are you entertained? It was, it was an entertainment. Yes. You're like, yes. you know, we're, we're, the, we're the, you know, we're the Southerners going to NASCAR for the wrecks. We're just, <laughs> You know, they can't possibly can they blow this? Oh my! Like you can't look away from from this. And now that they won, it's I don't I don't know. This team is not worth your time anymore, dude. That three zero game, right where they lost, where they were up three nothing and lost in the third period to Philly. I was they went up three nothing, and and my wife and I, I think it was a Monday night, right? If I'm not mistaken, it was Monday night. Um. And I, I, I look at my wife and I'm like, all right, like three nothing, third period's about to start, like whatever. We we have some show that we watch on Monday nights. So we go and t- you know, change the channel, no big deal. I didn't check my phone through the whole game, through the whole third oh, period. Wow. I didn't bother looking at my phone. I go and look at my phone at probably eleven thirty. <laughs> you know, <laughs> or whatever I text I texted you. You were the first text I as soon as I looked at my phone, I texted you and I'm like, What just happened? Like I missed the entire. Oh, I'm. So, I didn't realize that you had missed it. I probably would have responded better. Yeah, I'm like, what? What? Huh? I I didn't even know how to react. Um, you know, and I had a few emojis or a few uh, few gifts from friends who are also Sabres fans, uh, transplanted Sabres fans, and have said that you know, text me the same thing. Like, what is going on? How did this happen? Like this team is that bad? It's like yeah, yeah, we're, we we are. We they they really are that bad. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's wrap it up here. Final thoughts from you. Uh, final thoughts are trade Taylor Hall, don't trade Brandon Montour, and I'm okay if they keep Granado around as an assistant coach next year, but not as head coach. Hmm. That's that all I have get, to say about that. That might get weird for him. He's I've been sort of impressed that the team is playing better. I don't know if that means he should get the job. I kind of would like to see how Jack Eichel does with him as the coach, which is, I guess, weird to say. But uh, there's some big names out there if they actually want to spend enough money to hire a real coach. Real quick, Nick, before we go, because I have to ask you, because I don't know when we're going to talk Sabres again you know, or really have a deep talk about the Sabres. What trade happens in, with Eichel? Trade in line, maybe? Maybe trade um, in line. What happens with Eichel? Is he staying yeah. or is he going? Uh, I, th- I think he's – I mean, definitely at the trade deadline, he's staying. After the year, I think he's still st- – like, you can't 
you can't trade Eichel because I doubt anyone's going to give you anything close to what what the package would have to be. Um, and then you're just trying to replace that guy. Like you're mm-hmm. every all the good teams have people who are as good as Eichel. So it's a similar situation, I guess, to uh, like the Angels when they had Mike Trout for all those years and they were just so bad. It's like, well, you could trade him away, but also you're never going to find a more valuable player. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the package would have to be unbelievable, but it's not even like football. Where like first round picks don't even really matter to me as much in hockey. Like that doesn't move the needle for me like they would in football because number one, it takes so long to get most of those guys up here. And number two, even if you have like an Uber prospect, we just have seen it doesn't cure everything. Like, you know, it, what are you going to do? Get another Jack Eichel? Great. That just you're just pushing the clock out, basically. And we have the guy right now. So uh, the only way I would sort of not mind as much is if the the return was insane, or if Eichel was really looking to get out, and they were kind of just selling before it was public, before his price went down. You know, that's my big thing. Is um you know, when it comes to this whole Eichel thing, like what, what can you get what you want back in return? Probably not. Right. But at the same time, and I know it's different time of year or different uh, time of life or of the league or whatever you want to say. Um, Gretzky was traded. Yeah. I mean, it's not impossible, but I mean, the, the greatest hockey player of all time was traded. Was it because his it, team sucked? No, it's because his wife wanted to move out to Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> same same reason why Ryan Miller ended up out, you know, out west because his wife's an actress and she wanted to be out in California. Like we knew Miller wasn't going to stick around in Buffalo forever because his wife wanted out of here, and she's a subpar actress for what it's worth. Wow, I've never I actually. I don't know if I've ever seen Noreen DeWolf act in anything. I, I exactly. Exactly. I would have kept if I was Ryan Miller. I would have said, "Look, I'm staying in Buffalo." He he could have, no matter how bad this team could have gotten, he could have retired a hero in the city of Buffalo because he was that big of like a a deal here. Did you see what incredible setup he had with the throwback Ducks dude, pads, dude? Awesome, awesome. By the way, speaking of the Ducks, if you haven't watched the new Mighty Ducks show on Disney Plus, you're missing out. All right, real quick, I saw a commercial for it. Yeah. It seems like they're kind of making it like the the old Mighty Ducks, except the, the Ducks are the who... Hawks. Are they really? Yeah, the Ducks are the Hawks. I mean, it's like the commercial made it seem like the kids that they were picking up had never played hockey. It's very close to that. Yes, I mean it's you have to watch it. Like I'm not going to give away like how that all happens, um, but it's very. Um, I mean, well, that's a difference because in the original my Ducks, like they were at least kids who were like playing on the pond and they knew the basics and how to skate. Like if you don't know, if you've never skated before, that takes right. a long time to like learn enough to even play at a PB level. It's one kid who knows how to play. The others don't. The others don't. Um, they all know the game. One kid actually, funny, real quick, funny thing, the kid moves from Canada. And the big mm-hmm. Leafs fan is like unpacking his bag. And I know we've all been there, like seeing like players walk in that we've never seen play before. Like, oh man, he's got $800 skates. Look at the stick he's got. And, oh man, this guy's got to be a great player. <laughs> and like they had that same reaction. And then the kid gets on the ice and he can't skate. 
And I'm like, yeah, I've been there. See, I've, I've seen those kids before. <laughs> plenty of times. Plenty of times. But it, it, I will say you definitely got to give it a uh, give it a watch. Um, it's the not D- as, Disney Plus. Yes, it's not as Disney-y as people would think, right? Like, Disney didn't make it like – they didn't ruin it like what they ruined Boy Meets World when they made Girl Meets World. Mm-hmm. Like, that ruined the show. Like, they should have never done that. They, they Disneyed that one left and right. This is still what I feel is still pretty true to the first Mighty Ducks that we watched. Gotcha. And Bombay is still Bombay. It's it's great. But uh, Nick, before we go, we do have to give a shout out to our sponsor, Ethos Performance Rehab. They are the premier physical therapy service to athletes in the city of Buffalo. Uh, their out-of-network status allows them to work one-on-one with every single athlete at every session if you're looking for injury treatment, maintenance, or performance training, you will fit right in with the Ethos team. I may have to give them a call for my thumb. See if they can help me rehab that. Dude, all right. <laughs> you're the only guy who I've ever heard of who hurt their thumb in a knife accident while trying to make potato chips. Like, Dude, it wasn't a knife. Do you know what a mandolin is? Okay, okay. You t- I initially misheard you then. I was going to ask you, were you not using a mandolin? Like what? Just no, buy, just, just buy, just potato chips. Like just buy, like every store in the world has potato chips. Listen, man, I've been stuck at my house for over a year. I was trying to get experimental with my cooking, and okay. I learned now not to do that. All right, well, pr- <laughs> prayers up to your thumb, and uh, I'm gonna give a shout out to Bran Harris, my favorite guest. No offense to Wesley here, <laughs> uh, Bray. I know you listen. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being great. By the way. Uh, shout out to Bray for his great uh, Sabres tweets this past week. He has been on the ball. Um, I think he has become a Sabres fan. Um, I would just, I'm sorry, Bray. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he's, he's fall. He, I told him that to follow the Sabres Twitter, and he's fallen in. He's fallen in the trap. Mm. Draft oh, season can't get here soon enough. No, no. Although for his sake, he better hope football season never rolls back around because he's just gonna get killed like he always does on Twitter by wow. By everyone right. who questions his. All his right, we're gonna wrap up. this up before we get into another brain debate, <laughs> guys. Thank you for listening. Remember to subscribe to the process. Get those episodes pushed right to your phone. You can follow us on Twitter at the underscore process. I'm at Nick Veronica. He's at Chawit sixty eight. Got it. Good job. I got it. Folks, thank you for always listening, and remember to always trust the process.